0: Right, I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. Alright, so welcome to another episode of the Beard of Fiend Podcast. As you know, the world has changed in the last couple of weeks. Uh, there's, there's a lot going on around the world here in South Africa. Things are getting close to being a lockdown Anyway, I decided to, obviously it affects the podcast in some way, and I've decided to uh, pivot a little bit and start doing more podcast uh, conversations uh, with people, and I'm touching base with my mates around the world, finding out what's going on, how's it, how the coronavirus has affected them, and they're also introducing me to some of their friends, so I'm meeting new people as usual, which is great for me because I'm really enjoying that. And I'm going to be bringing you some of their stories uh, over the next couple of days, next couple of weeks. Who knows how long this is going to be. Anyway, hope you enjoy and here's an episode for you. Right, there we go. Wunderbar. Wunderbar. So what's happening, dude? Uh, What's happening? Well,
1: I'm in Edinburgh. Um, I've been quarantined now for uh, four days okay um i live in a kind of unusual setup i live in a housing co-op do you know what that is no so um basically it's a social initiative where um people can own shares in a house um the house is run as a limited company and we're all directors in the company we don't okay we don't own the house the company owns the house um so there are right now seven of us living here. Um, yeah. And it's very interesting, the dynamics, because I think I have corona. I think I've had it since, uh, well, I've been showing showing symptoms since Friday. Okay. Um, and housemate upstairs, similar deal. Um, and the other five housemates, three of them are really... Um, well, they don't want to catch it, you know, so now this, this creates a dilemma, you know, uh, how do we, how do we manage our house? How do we move around the house? You know, um, one person, um, wanted me to be sectioned in the section to be <laughs> Freudian. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> one person wanted me to be, you know, for us to stay in our rooms, you know, uh, which is pretty intense for like potentially 14 days. Um, yeah uh yeah the the landscape is is interesting it's uh as probably it is most in most of the world
0: you know um yeah yeah well i think um yeah i think uh in different areas in the world it's happening on a different timeline yes you know I'm obviously i'm here back in johannesburg and uh uh things are kicking in slowly but surely here yeah? uh probably fairly rapidly in comparison to other countries. If you look at the likes of Italy and probably the UK, um, from what I understand is they were, they were a little bit slow to, um, to uh, kick in with the, uh, with the measures to curb the spread of Corona. Um, I'm not too sure what it's like in Scotland. I mean, were they working on the same timeline as, um, as, as, the, as the rest of the UK?
1: yeah pretty much unfortunately, there was a very uh sort of a relaxed almost laissez fair attitude to uh yeah this pandemic you know and 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 educating us uh and um uh yeah and then of course, what happened as it has around the world is people were panic buying and um yeah, there was just this this uncertainty, this fear um there there seems to be quite a lot of uh well i guess fear you know um businesses are are shutting or struggling (laughs) uh i'm i'm a sports massage therapist and uh, (laughs) as you can imagine you know uh, yeah there are no clients sure and uh there are questions like well how long is this gonna last Is it gonna be three months is it gonna be is it going to be six is it going to be a year you know what what happens then you know
0: yeah um, sure sure so like when did it actually kick in for you that um <clears throat> like your first client canceled or
1: uh actually my birthday it was the 17th of march i was working oh, on my st patrick's day yeah yeah and uh i'd hung out with my girlfriend on the monday yeah and uh I'd left hers like pretty early in the morning, about half seven, and I was on the bus. And I had three. I had, I think, two, two hundred minutes and one, one seventy minutes. And yeah, they all they all contact me and were like, yeah. One actually paid me uh, full, which was very cool. But uh, yeah, they all postponed, you know. Um, and then I realized, yeah, this is this is this is the beginning now.
0: Yeah, it's going to get real. Uh, so, I mean, was that, from their point of view, was that self-imposed or was that uh, some director from from the the authorities in the area?
1: Yeah, self-imposed, you know. Okay. Uh, I mean, this is yeah, a, a broad and, and sweeping stereotype. And uh, um, But, hey, you know, I'm a white South African man, so uh, <laughs> I've, hopefully I can own that in a balanced and measured way. Um, but I have noticed definitely more affluent people are are much more cautious, seem more cautious. Yeah. Partner stays in a uh, a much more working class area. And yeah, I mean, I I walked past this guy and he just sort of was, was coughing and just spat on the street. I was like, you know, you see people, they, they, they just, they don't care because I think they don't realize, you know, the, the knock on effects and how it might be affecting their parents, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. so, uh, yeah, this is where we find ourselves. And, yeah, um, so
0: you said that, um, you think you might have, you might have it. Um, where do you think you picked yeah. it up from?
1: <laughs> wow.
0: As I yeah. cough. <clears throat>
1: yeah. You, there's a slight scratchy cough there. eh? Hey?
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that's completely impossible to say. I mean, I see so many clients. I yes. moving around the city. I'm, I'm touching food. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. I'm wow, you know, um, impossible to say. But definitely, I've had fever. I've had shortness of breath. Um, so, yeah, uh, I haven't had the cough. Um, right. But, uh, I do. I, have you heard of Wim Hof? No. Okay, he's this this Dutchman who who works with with water, particularly very cold water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I
0: know exactly, you're talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah. About yeah, yeah. So I I still do this twice a day, and I think it's been helping. I spend five five minutes, and yeah, in, in Scotland the water is freezing cold. Sure, you know, and I get out and I feel like my immune system is, you know, almost like the cheers. Is, is, <laughs> you know is helping me because I, I definitely have something but uh i feel like it might might have been manifesting a lot more had i not been doing that
0: sure um, sure. what do you say what are you doing you're doing a cold shower kind of thing
1: yeah i just get in the the shower freezing cold um breathe really slowly especially on the out breath mm. uh, yeah and i sort of rotate my body under the shower you know so all of me is is, is getting cold. Um, and yeah, it just, um, yeah, it's amazing. Just, just as a mind exercise, but uh, also the immune system, you know, fabulous.
0: Yeah. So how long have you been doing that for?
1: Uh, I've been doing that now for about a year and a half.
0: Right. Uh, and have you, you seen some, you've seen some benefits to doing that?
1: Oh, oh yes, oh, oh Lord! I mean, I, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't see benefits. Uh, because it's, <laughs>
0: yeah, I suppose you wouldn't be self-torturing uh, yourself every day. Huh?
1: <laughs> it's remarkable, you know. I've done it for a year and a half now, and it's it's never easy. Always, I always feel a little bit of fear. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, recovery from um, you know, if I have a, a muscle strain, I feel like the inflammation. Um, uh, is greatly reduced um i feel like uh, my anxiety level uh, i i've suffered from anxiety um is definitely lowered um and i don't know it's if it's the effect of the serotonin or simply the um um the attitude of turning into the discomfort because there's nowhere to go in the water you know
0: yeah um, sure or, sure um but, but okay.
1: tremendously
0: yeah, because well, I mean, that's quite interesting because I, um, uh, I had a tattoo artist on the podcast uh, towards the end of last year. And right. he told me, because he lives down in Cape Town, and he told me that he's also been practicing the same thing. And, you know, him and his partner go for a swim every morning at Seapoint. Right. Basically the same thing. Yeah. And he was also telling me that uh, he's seen the benefits of, of doing it.
1: Yeah it's um yeah 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 it's it's amazing you know and it's um I- even more so than than sitting practice or really anything any other single thing that I've done I, f- I find that it's really good for my mental health as well yeah definitely yeah. In terms of, uh yeah but there there's a lot of science behind this as well you know that um um the the body responds to very well to extreme cold for periods of time as it does to fasting and um yeah periods of also extreme heat as well not not the sun but uh yeah um so i feel like that's uh keeping cory at bay you know oh yeah Yeah.
0: it's got a bit of phlegm there yeah (laughs) i would say i would i would i would argue that i'm lactose intolerant and i had a cup of coffee early on and that's okay. (laughs) don't judge (laughs) just not yet Yeah, so um did you um have you self quarantined yourself or is that just basically I mean, was that like a responsible decision that you made?
1: Yeah, I I I self quarantined. Um yeah, I I mean I, I can't yeah, I don't I don't want to give this to other people. Yeah. You know, I don't Absolutely. You know, I don't want the NHS to be overwhelmed, um, which it probably is gonna be because um, things have been so lax, you know, I, I'm very aware that, um, where, where I work, I work in a church that's a, a reclaimed church space. So they have, mm-hmm. um, a whole bunch of levels built into this church, which is office space. And, um, uh, there are a lot of elderly people in there There is a dementia daycare service. And, uh, I feel like going there, um, yeah, that, that wouldn't be good. You know, they're definitely a high risk uh, population. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's very strange. Uh, the people that have gone out and I've been in touch with, they're, they're telling me what the city looks like and uh, how deserted it is. You know. Oh, yeah. and,
0: uh, so, in your uh, area, have the have the authorities um, clamped down? I mean, what are the sort of recommendations that they've given to people?
1: Um, yeah, not congregating in large groups. But now all the, the cinemas are closed, the the pubs are closed, restaurants are closed. Um, as far as I'm aware, pharmacies are open and um, food stores are open. Yeah. Um, and, and that's pretty much it, you know. I mean, I'm seeing just from my window there, there seem to be quite a few tradespeople out So There's some construction work happening across the road and they seem to still be going on and my my girlfriend was sort of postulating you know is it because they are independent so they you know they they want to get as much work in as they can before sure. everything shut you know um don't know
0: yeah yeah and i mean uh now that you self-quarantined and uh how you been keeping yourself busy uh, uh, i've seen one or two videos on facebook of you uh doing some 25 <laughs> minute exercises every day <laughs>
1: Yeah, with the cans,
0: right? The yeah. Cans, yeah, yeah, with the cans.
1: Uh, yeah, this is this is a this is a quandary. Um, exercise. Um, um, I've been working on oh gosh for about the last five years now, writing something um, called Post Buddhist Stress Disorder.
0: Okay. So, so why don't uh, you uh, just uh, step back a little bit? So, I mean, we met through Alex McLaughlin. How do you know Alex?
1: I know Alex through my brother. I don't know if you know my brother, Sean McGovern Chidden. Uh, 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 They were in retreat together in one of the retreats. Um, Alex did a four-year Tibetan Buddhist retreat, and my brother was on that. And um, I met Alex. Well, here's the story. I actually, I met Alex in the monastery briefly, and then we had a connection, and he came here to hang out with me. And I remember being around him when he was processing, giving up robes. Yeah. Um, and um, so we've known each other now for maybe about, oh, I'm pretty bad with time, but I think about three years. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, Were I'm, I'm right. Sorry, what?
0: Were you also in the Buddhist temple?
1: Yes. I spent eight years living in <laughs> Tamil. All
0: right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, is yeah.
0: That, is that the reason for your your post post Buddhism?
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stress disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was at Samy Ling for for that time, and I I was obviously very invested in meditation. I was a Tibetan Buddhist monk for three years, Um, but the um, how can I say this? whenever you have a non-dual situation, you know, somebody that is trying to transcend the ego, uh, right. in my, there's a big shadow there, The elephant in the room is the ego. Right. Um, and, um, I was, my backstory is I was as a young boy, very involved in reborn Christianity. Uh, and I witnessed the same sort of dynamic, in, in, in the Christian community I was living in, where people weren't owning the more, um, uh, well, you would call them shadow aspects. You know, what Jung referred to as the shadow, um, unconscious aspects of the, uh, of the psyche because they're, they're not in inverted commas spiritual. Sure. Uh, uh and I, I left the monastery in Scotland and I went to Salt Lake City, um, in, in Utah
0: yeah uh, and I,
1: What yeah yeah would you become a mormon <laughs> <laughs> no no i i trained with um a zen master who was okay. who was based out there and he was looking at this um uh, these shadow aspects of of particularly in non-dual traditions um the strange culture of try to transcend the ego when one still has an ego and um and he was um well many things but very uh um very courageous very courageous human being you know Mm um and so i had been involved in in buddhism for about two decades and um ah i needed to get a perspective on things Mm -hmm. and and to uh uh yeah have a laugh at myself you know and get a perspective and and maybe also forgive myself for some stuff that happened um yeah so hence hence the writing which i'm you know um uh doing and and have you know i i have this piece of work and um uh i've decided it's too complicated for it to work as one thing so i'm now uh making into a bunch of short stories um
0: yeah so right when you say into a bunch of short stories
1: um something that that has more um it would be more easy to sell to to an agent and a publishing company right Um, um because i realized that what i this is maybe typically of me. I, I try to do something that was very, very ambitious for somebody that wasn't uh, skilled enough in the in the medium. You know, because mm-hmm. I, I I'm not naturally I haven't been natural a writer, so I'm I'm learning how to find my voice as a writer. Um, and the thing that I was doing was because writing a long story is immensely complex. You have you know you have a story arc, you have character arcs. Um, You have to keep the reader interested by developing characters and I was like, oh my gosh I didn't realize any of this in the beginning. I just thought I had a cool story, you know, yeah uh, I've I've broken the whole thing down and I have a hundred thousand words. So it's very easy to Try get I don't know maybe 40 or 50 thousand words that is uh interesting to read and it's not too too hard for the, for the reader to um they don't have to hold a whole bunch of complex ideas and characters you know they can yeah. just be seen as little vignettes on a story um yeah. and
0: um yeah oh <laughs> <Well>, i <laughs> look forward giving... to reading that <laughs> cool <laughs> <laughs> so like okay. now with you being self-quarantine is that giving you a bit more time to work on that or or are you finished? We still got yeah,
1: no, no. Uh, no, no. It's giving me more time. I'm, I'm spending. I'm trying to spend about three hours a day doing that. All right. And uh, well, the rest of the time, I'm, I'm either studying um, or, to be honest, I suppose, like probably a lot of the planet, I'm trying to figure out what I can do with my skill sets sure. in order to yeah. generate a livelihood. Um, you know, uh can I create little massage videos online, or do something interactive around education and massage? And uh, it's not again, massage is—it's maybe not the best time, you know. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm. We will see though yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, going back to the um, exercise routine. Yeah. <laughs> Quite entertaining, I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah um i love uh exercise i love movement um um and of course being a sports massage therapist i'm Mm. a bit of an a so you know if i'll be working on the rhomboids between the shoulder blades to sort out the pecs you know yeah i um, saw that
0: was it yesterday's session that you were talking about that
1: (laughs) yes everyone has this you know um so it's just fun. It's, it's such a cool way of connecting with people because mm. um, we all have bodies mm-hmm. uh, and we we sometimes neglect them. They're very easy to take for granted. Um, yeah. Something goes wrong. So um, initially it was actually really scary, although I've done this a bunch of times one-on-one. Mm. You know it's quite scary, oh, you know, we're gonna do a little bit of exercise now, and uh, but yeah, it's such fun, and i'm I'm connecting with people that i I haven't connected with in sometimes, oh gosh, I'm getting older, but like a couple of decades, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, some so hey, Mike, you know we we did your exercise, oh, it's really fun, you know, and cracking jokes with me, you uh, know, wow, you know what that <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well, like i said it's it's really entertaining huh? i mean and practical at the same time which is which is quite cool man
1: yeah thank you very so much. maybe so
0: maybe you must just put it out there if people want to help you out. I mean like you said, I mean your massage side of your business or life is has like um, come to a grinding halt, and uh yeah. so maybe 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 you must set up something where guys can just maybe donate something towards you know maybe watched your video or something. I think sure. people, people um, will understand that, you know, the kind of situation that you're in.
1: Sure, sure. It's always, um, I suppose, uh, a case of um, testing the water because I suspect that quite a lot of people are, uh, we would say skint. Uh, I can't remember what you say in South Africa. Yeah, no, you?
0: skint is cool. I remember that. That's a... That's, uh, <laughs> blast from the <laughs> past
1: <laughs> yeah so um yeah initially yeah to, yeah but you're right though yeah give them that opportunity you know yeah, yeah i
0: think yeah i think it's uh look i mean there are lots of you know like you know here in south africa probably the biggest um, impact that i've seen and i'm look there's a lot uh, a lot of people that have been impacted by this um but, you know, I enjoy going watch, and uh, watching local music and that kind of stuff at venues in and around Johannesburg. And the first thing that's happening is that um, all of that has dried up for these guys. And, I mean, a lot of these guys are my friends. And, I mean, like you feel for them. But um, what what I found is that they've been very, very quick to pivot. And they are guys that have uh, the facilities to do live streaming. And so what they're doing is they're setting up these live streaming concerts or live streaming sessions where these musicians are going in and doing a live live set for an hour or whatever and then guys can donate towards that. now i think it's worth it because um normally i would go and watch those guys anyway and drop a couple of hundred bucks to watch them and um so you know for me it's just okay so i'm not watching them in my my favorite venue i um, watching them from the comfort of my home but i can still pass on that money to them
1: yeah yeah
0: and i mean i suppose you know you don't want it to be about money but i mean you've got to understand that i mean this is people's livelihood and i mean to turn to turn it just to turn it off overnight is uh i mean that's quite a hard thing to do or a hard thing to deal with i mean it's like you don't have any sort of like lead time to come up with an alternative plan like today someone made a decision that you can't work. Yeah. Anyway. So, but I mean, as, yeah. a, as a, as a Buddhist, I mean, well, coming from Buddhism, I mean, how do you feel about that kind of thing where, um, cause I, you know, I have this discussion with Alex about mindfulness uh-huh. and, um, cause I like he, like initially he says, he feels, you know, like, is something that holds him back in terms of, you know, um, doing mindfulness <laughs> as a, as a, as a career or generating money from that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you No, no I, I mean, I definitely, that used to go on, uh, a kind of, um, not poverty mentality, but a, uh, a reluctance to, um, to own what, what Roshu would call the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, but having, I mean, I've run my business now for about, uh, about nine years. Um, and, uh, I've gradually realized that I, I, am I'm a very good massage therapist. Uh, I work in a lot of athletes. And so I've had to figure out how to locate myself in the marketplace and what I should be charging for fifty minutes of my time, you know, mm. um, uh, so no i mean i'm i'm very much of the of the opinion that we're playing a game you know uh, and it's a game and it's ludicrous it's absolutely ludicrous but um as long as we're playing it you know i'll you know um some exchange is good you know i guess what i'm doing is exercise right now i am um well because i'm also unwell um I feel like there's an exchange of hey, this is cool. Just, just good vibes, you know? Um, but I am very, yeah, I'm supportive of having, for, for example, if I do a trade with somebody, which I very seldom do, um, it, I, I don't do trades typically with other massage therapists. Yeah. I will be that does search engine optimization or creates websites and then they're very good at it. And then we'll mm. figure out, um, you know, uh, an equation that looks like your time is worth this much and my time is worth that much. And then we'll, then we play, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah. Um, but does that answer, does that answer that yeah. question?
0: Yeah, no, no, of course. No, I'm just, you know, I suppose in a way, I'm just trying to work out how someone in your position pivots, especially, you know, seeing, that you're not, you know, you're not feeling well at the moment, but, um, But even so, I mean, even if you were feeling well, you couldn't really go out and uh, do stuff. So you're you're like almost got to find a way to do something from your comfort of your home.
1: I mean, here here is one of the things. I don't know what it's like in South Africa, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, we we don't have a test for Corona, which you know, which really sucks because in many ways, if this is Corona, I have it's Ace that I have it because then hopefully I have antibodies although mm-hmm. of course they you know there's a school of thought that you don't develop but and then i could say to my clients hey you know uh come to me you know that's that's fine um <laughs> but yeah <laughs> you
0: uh-huh. know
1: uh, but now we are left in this yes um yeah and when, um, they,
0: when you say they don't have any tests i mean surely they're testing people that. uh you know fit the profile traveled uh, abroad um got the symptoms well
1: i mean i i phoned my my gp yeah and, and said uh you know i don't have the dry cough but i i have everything else i have essentially flu but my nose is my nose is fine yeah. um and uh i have shortness of breath um yeah uh what do we do now just quarantine yourself and uh you know so uh, um if if you, if you can't test how do we <laughs> it becomes oh, nuts crazy. Huh?
0: yeah that's great but uh, you know it's funny because um, you know i've heard like conflicting stories because like if you're listening to what the the, the world o- uh, health organization is saying is they're they're saying that the the solution to this thing is testing. Right. right um yeah. whereas like uh in the countries themselves they're saying well please don't come and get tested unless you fit the profile and even if you do come we're still going to take you through the questionnaire to make sure that you fit the profile and if you don't fit the profile we're not going to test you because we don't have enough tests exactly so i mean it's like almost like uh, you know a contradiction you know i mean are, are you
1: I wonder how SA is going to deal with it because um, there seems to be like I spoke to my godfather about a week ago, who's who's over in Cape Town, and he was saying, "Oh, you know, because it's really hot over there, the, the, it's not going to spread." And yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. unfortunately, um, well, I suppose the biggest problem with the with the virus is that they it's the first time they've seen the virus, so they're learning as they go, essentially because they don't actually know. The ins and outs of this particular virus. Uh, some people would say that it's um, susceptible to temperature change, and others say that it's not. So I don't know which one you take. I would I would err on the side of caution and just say, well, you know, forget about whether it's being winter or summer. Um, the fact is that it's fairly um, contagious. In other words, it transmits pretty easily. It's not super deadly, but it is dangerous to certain certain demographics you know from a health point of view from an age point of view so i suppose one was just um well i mean i don't know if you know that in south africa they've started locking things down all the schools are closed okay um you know they're encouraging social distancing and everything you know you know like essentially have a proper lockdown because right Things are still, you know, even though like for myself, I'm working from home until further notice. A lot of the restaurants are closed. Like I said, the venues that normally host these musicians, they closed. Um, hairdressers, uh, you know, those kind of places, tattoo parlors, they like closed. Um, but if you go to the supermarket, or if you like, you know, I had to nip out quickly to go and get something from the supermarket. I mean, the roads are busy. They're like, like almost normal, not 100% normal, um, but there's definitely a lot of traffic around. So, I mean, you know, what is that? Is that people not um, heeding the warnings? Um, is it people that don't have a choice but still have to continue their lives as normal? You know, it's difficult to say, but if the president pulls the trigger on it and tells everyone there's a lockdown, then things are going to change dramatically not that they haven't changed dramatically already but you know to you know another order of magnitude so yeah
1: yeah i suppose um i mean there's this question of what is the tipping point for society you know if um if people can't get food you know water or yeah you know um i mean we we're very, very lucky here in in Scotland, you know, especially the area I live, it's 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 pretty affluent. Um, but uh, like I'm wondering in some of the poorer areas, you know, what it's, you know, if, if people also don't have money to stockpile a bit of food, you know?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. Okay, so, uh, you know, I have heard some anecdotal stories about guys um, going to macro and, you know, like there being queues forever and people um bulk buying and all that kind of thing but like my local supermarkets still got all the essentials oh uh, really yeah you know like the toilet paper i don't know why everyone was stockpiling in toilet paper but um toilet paper okay hand sanitizer is one thing that is very very difficult to get hold of at the moment because right. i think right. everyone was just you know buying all you know that but they like the rest of the kind of things that you would normally need to get by pretty much you can still get them in the in the supermarket but who who knows that might not last for long if um if they if they do a total lockdown you know who knows who knows.
1: i mean about mm, about a week ago i was in our local small supermarket place and um there wasn't panic but there was definitely a very measured uh, and paced and consistent Taking of things from the shelves, yeah, you sure. know, and there, there was a sense of just held back, you know, um, mm. which is, um, oh, you know, this is maybe a strange thing to say, but I've never felt as connected to humanity in in my life. You know, I look out of the window and I, I know that person has it on their mind. You know, we all sure, yeah you know, which in a way is is kind of a new experience.
0: Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I suppose yeah. it's um, – I suppose we haven't really experienced something like this for um, – on a global level for what's probably since the Second World War, I would imagine. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, there have been pockets of it where there's been terrorism, whether it's been in the U.S. or in Paris or, you know, whatever it might have been. You know, there would be – isolated or yeah isolated incidents around the world that would um result in people you know having to pull together but on a global scale i think you're right i think uh, we haven't seen anything like this for what probably a decade well no decade yeah. how's my maths man almost <laughs> a century, almost a century 80 years <laughs> i wasn't one as good as <laughs> So listen, dude, you said you were I um, mean you're from South Africa. Where were you born?
1: Uh, Cape Town.
0: Yeah. Oh. So was I. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I know, Which but really- I grew up in the Transvaal, so okay. I've got the I've got the Vali accent.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's <laughs> very it's uh I can tell as I get older, you know, I'm definitely South African. Yeah. Uh, and then when I when I when I went back there, I was also like I've changed because I've lived in so many different places in the world, and yeah, yeah, it's um, it's strange,
0: yeah, yeah. So when did you leave South Africa?
1: I was I was called up to to do national service, and I left.
0: Oh, uh, okay,
1: yeah, that was ninety one.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. So you and I are the same age,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you're seventy two. We well, you- say so, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, 70, 73, But yeah, yeah, oh, seventy
0: three. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was. Uh, I'm a seventy two model. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: interesting. Interesting. Yeah, we must, yeah. Let's stay in touch. It's always interesting.
0: No, yeah, we will, too. Man. Good. Yeah, dude, you know. it's been it's been cool chatting. We will definitely stay in contact. Uh, look after yourself. I hope you get better soon. And you, uh, I'll be tuning in for your daily exercise. So keep that up. And uh, perhaps maybe look at options where people could uh, could maybe perhaps donate, maybe help you out.
1: I will do. I will do. You're right. Um, thanks for the encouragement. It's very nice talking to you. Cool. it's Michael, lovely meeting,
0: Michael. We'll stay. We'll stay in contact, man. Let's stay in touch, brother. Yeah. Have thanks for excellent... time. Hey, appreciate it. So, thanks for joining me on this episode. And check out for the next episode. I'm going to be checking in with a couple of my friends around the world. Like I said, um, I'll probably uh, release another one in another day or two. That, my friends, is the end. I'll catch you next time.